I'm wounded. Good, maybe you'll die. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one apologetic minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us for one more time are Jeff and Derek. Welcome back, guys. Banzai! <laughs> He's still yelling it. Is that a threat? Like, we don't, you don't have us back one more time and that's it. They never come back again. <laughs> this is the last time everybody will be hearing from you guys. God. That Any got, last words? That real. Wait a minute. What did I sign up for? <laughs> so he kills all his co-hosts. All right, got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, a listener. <laughs> yeah. This is minute 102 of the Karate Kid. It begins with a jubilant Daniel and ends with a confused Daniel. Yeah. We start this minute with one last bonsai from Daniel <laughs> and a nice little uh, chuckle from Mr. Miyagi. And uh, it I actually wanna... ends with a shot Daniel. Uh, a shot Daniel? He gets shot. I didn't oh. expect that in this movie, but Daniel gets shot. Well, there's a little bit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he's still bleeding. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, this, this minute starts with the bonsai and then the chuckle from Miyagi. And I just, like, shouldn't all minutes start off like this? Like, should we start every minute with just a bonsai <laughs> and a laugh? Every, literally every minute of this movie. <laughs> it just keeps cutting back to the... So Miyagi's uh, front yard there. <laughs> All right. Well, Daniel uh, really had to rush out of there because his mom is baking a cake and it's going to be a big surprise. He wasn't supposed to know. So he's obviously heads right home. Nope. Daniel is off to find his balance. Uh, he's off to patch things up with Ellie. And uh, we are back at one of my favorite locations in this movie, the golf and stuff. Uh which is uh, the golf and stuff is in Norwalk, Norwalk, California. And uh, as Daniel cruises in, we hear some keys, we hear some guitar, and that means we have to have a music corner. <laughs> so <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm so glad because, you, know, you know, I love I love me some score, uh, but it's always fun to look up these uh, these songs and find out all about them. So uh Oh, actually, uh, slight tangent, uh, Derek. Uh, we have we've talked a lot about uh, the songs created for this movie and uh, the bands uh, that make the songs, and they don't seem to exist outside the movie. <laughs> like, and they, it's like this band that was formed for one song and one song only, and uh, the the music credits are usually by Bill Conte, or the production credits are by by Bill Conte. And the way we've been covering the songs was very, uh, in retrospect, very simplistic. Uh, like, I, I, I was having this theory that, like, Bill Conti just kind of ran out to these house bands and, bands and was just like, all right, give me a song for the beach. Uh, give me a song for a first date. How, how about someone about, how about a song, like, for good buds on motorcycles? Do something, with, do something up with that. <laughs> um, but what I did not realize was that some of the score is a part of these songs and vice oh, yeah. versa. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did not get that. And I, 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 I will say, uh, run, don't walk to your favorite podcatcher and download the soundtrack shows episodes on the karate kid. Cause, uh, I will say, uh, I won't go over all the content that he does, but I will say it blew my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel like the soundtrack gets enough love. Yeah. I mean, I mean, doing the best around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
that that that's almost to a comedic end like like but i feel like i mean it's a very memorable soundtrack i feel like yeah every single time like a song from this fires up i'm immediately taken back to the scene that it's in i mean of course that's coming from a person that hosts a karate kid podcast so but it, what is it like for you the layman <laughs> do you hear like uh young hearts and immediately are taken to the golf and stuff or cruel summer and you're biking to school uh <laughs> i don't know uh no one, no one okay <laughs> Not me. <laughs> okay. I didn't start watching this movie till the past few years. I, I'd only seen it a few times, so I, I forgot all about the songs until I rewatched it, probably for this podcast or a few years before. Uh, I definitely associate the best around. Yeah, probably did. Oh, yeah, that one I never forgot. But but not yeah, "Cruel Summer." I just knew as that's just an eighty song. That I yeah, did. that 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 wasn't made for the Karate Kid. Um. I, I, I will say as a, almost a tease for the soundtrack shows episodes on the Karate Kid, uh, what blew my mind, it was about it was about 20 minutes in, I think, to the first podcast, and he noted that the um, the bum 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 in the score, uh, it's basically using the same notes as "You're the best," mm-hmm. <laughs> and so anytime like you see like uh, like uh, Miyagi or or uh, Daniel doing the like the crane or something like that. Bill Conti is literally saying through the score, "You're the best." <laughs> and, I don't know. I, I, I was. I will say it's just totally worth a listen. Uh, definitely download it. Um, all right. So this song is called "Young Hearts," and it's by a band called Commuter. Uh, they are a traveling band. Just kidding. Uh, they're an electronic band, uh, and they're led by a guy named Dave Marinda. Uh, Commuter did actually put out an album in the '80s. And Dave, uh, the leader of the band, maybe he's the entire thing, I'm not sure. But he then, like, followed it up with uh, two more uh, albums as a solo artist. Uh, He's written songs for other artists and TV and movies. But I will say, this is not his biggest song. His biggest song is one he won a Grammy for and has been featured in multiple TV and movie TV shows and movies, uh, and it is I Will Remember You, sung by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Many, so, many dogs have died to that song. <laughs> no, no, no. That's in the arms of the angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I think it's just Sarah McLaughlin. Like, anytime you hear a Sarah McLaughlin song now, it's she does so much work with the, uh, you know, rescuing dogs and cats and animals um that you would just uh you just associate it with that i don't know um i just think she's building a mystery but you know um so you're fired again that one went really (laughs) that stunk um i will say i will remember you as a pretty depressing song uh i'm pretty sure i've choked up a few times in the many times i've heard the song uh you know, depending on what I was watching or maybe something I was going through, but uh, it's nowhere near as upbeat as Young Hearts, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, I like I like Young Hearts better. Young <laughs> Hearts is great. Um, I say this because I went to the lyrics. <laughs> so the lyrics start off with "Try to make it last. Nothing you can do. In a photograph, the innocence you lost 
is staring back at you. And these are the lyrics that you see, you hear when Daniel's pulling into the golf and stuff. And it kind of reminds me, I don't know about you guys, but kind of, you know, like they say photographs. I'm, I'm reminded of the photo of him and Allie and how he's here on that, uh, a quest. And maybe like the innocence he lost is, uh, is staring back at him. It's the it's the balance he needs to find. He, he needs to go after her. He's, she's the perfect girl. Uh, if he lets go of his insecurities, he'll yada yada yada. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of a something driving him towards it. So then we get into the chorus, and it goes, "Young hearts be fast, driving down the road." And I'm thinking, ah, this is another song that's specifically made for this movie because you know the lyrics seem to be going along with the scene. And then we go on, and it says. Rubber, plastic, metal, glass. Why'd you have to go? Young hearts die young when they're all alone and there's no turning back now. Was this for a Bonnie and Clyde movie originally? (laughs) (laughs) Now, looking at the lyrics over and over again, I I surmise that this is a song. And I I don't really actually have any real answers. But to me, it sounds like this is a song about two young lovers that die in a car crash. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Or get knocked off a cliff on their bike. (laughs) He's doing the knocking this time. He's in the car. <laughs> Phrasing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a, I, I feel like this is another depressing song and it, and it is kind of creepy that they picked this song for a scene where he's basically going to pick up his young love and they're going to go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. It's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last fun fact about this song. Uh, of course you guys know, they played the song in Cobra Kai. Uh, when Miguel and Sam go to the Atlanta golf and stuff. <laughs> so, that, so that should have been a bad sign for their date because <laughs> yeah. this was not a good date. <laughs> well, All so. right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I found a YouTube video that does a, a split screen of this scene from Karate, uh, yeah, from Karate Kid and that scene from Cobra Kai. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And we talked about it <clears throat> when we did the original golf and stuff scenes, how like they don't, I think they took a shot from the movie to get the sign and then they go to an Atlanta miniature golf place in order to film the Cobra Kai stuff. But, um, all right. So back to the movie, uh, Daniel cruises into the parking lot. Uh, this time he's got cool wheels. Like he's not being dropped off by mo- his mom's, uh, station wagon. He's, he's got a second chance at making an impression, not only on Allie, but like any other kids that are like gawking at him as he's, do you think he? Up. Do you think he drove around the parking lot like six times? <laughs> I know I would have. <laughs> sure, everyone saw. Um... Meep, meep. Hey guys! Well, the hey, parking lot. The, the parking lot is the place to hang out. These yeah, people are cool. like tailgating at the golf and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love as they were driving. He's driving by. It looks like there's like these three girls are dancing to Young Hearts. <laughs> yeah, they're next to Marty's four by four. Yeah. Uh. Also, I, I just want to give kudos to the secretary decorators there. They put a bunch of Santas and plastic snowmen here and there just to kind of symbolize it's almost Christmas. Um, yeah, I like the uh, I like all the candy canes. Oh, yeah, the candy canes, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they filmed this towards Christmas. They must have dressed the place right up. And then Daniel does something really dumb, which is he stands up in the convertible to look around for Allie while he's driving it. Not wise. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Miyagi didn't cover all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Eyes, ears, and brain. 
he didn't cover two hands on the wheel. He didn't cover don't stand up in the car. <laughs> Somebody down. yells at him. He's like, ah, it's a re- relax. I got my license. <laughs> I'm using my eyes and my ears and my brain. I'm on the bow of the car. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'm balanced. <laughs> uh, I'm inventing ghost riding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine? He got out and started dancing. <laughs> Years from now, Michael J. Fox will do this on top of a van. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, like, one year? Two years? Is it 86? Another great movie. Um, Let's do that minute by minute. <laughs> I- I'm here for it. I'm kidding. As long as we do Team Wolf 2. <laughs> as in T-0. <laughs> Is T zero zero. That's how to spell two, Robin. Oh, <laughs> uh, Daniel uh, then pulls to a stop and he spots Allie and he's talking to Barbara and who's who's talking to Barbara and Susan uh, before they walk into the arcade and Daniel has a little smile. Um, and I I just wanted to say like, hey, didn't they didn't he just drive by a building with a big arcade sign on it? Uh, golf and stuff is so cool. It actually has two arcades. Whoa. So, yeah, even to this day. Uh, so we cut to inside the arcade, and it's a close-up of a machine called the Love Tester. Uh, you guys ever use one of these machines? It's just I a big picture not. of Robin under the sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have not. I, I love that, that cut. Too, is that one of those things you grab the handles and like it? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but not for that. Yeah, I've seen other things like that. I I, I remember doing really well at this. Like, it's just something about like gripping it really hard or something, or just like making sure your hands are super warm when you when you touch the 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 grips there. The family show, Rob. Yeah, no yeah. comment. <laughs> I will just say it. Just you know, I'd be like, hey, look at this. It says I'm hot stuff, <laughs> and like would never impress any girl. So. Uh, Jeff, were you going to say? <laughs> uh, I had no comment on your uh, innuendos. Uh, no, no, I mean before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I really, I really like that cut. It was just fun. Yeah. To, to that close up on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says measure your sex appeal on this love meter. This is a PG movie, um, but this is a PG nineteen eighty four, so sex appeal is okay. Yeah, but all the high school kids are twenty two. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have you seen Grease? Uh, so, uh, I, I, I looked up this machine online and, uh, the ratings here, uh, that you can be rated on the love tester are uncontrollable from the top, uncontrollable, hot stuff, passionate, burning, wild, sexy, mild, harmless, clammy, and blah, (laughs) which I'm like, oh man, never, if, if I, if I registered blah on that machine, I'd be I'd be so upset with myself. I've been rocking blah since 1985. <laughs> blah. Corvus. Blah. Uh, so according to the original script, Daniel actually does try the machine, and you can even see it uh, in the rehearsal footage online. Uh, Derek doesn't know this. There's a John Avelson actually shot this entire movie on like a video camera at all the all the scenes just a plan the movie out before he actually shot it for real so on youtube there like you can watch this movie all the way through with just rehearsal footage it's it's awesome <laughs> um but yeah he, it, according to the script daniel does not do very well 
doesn't register what what he what he got, but um, but I I did notice that in the movie itself, uh, when they start this scene, Daniel's standing next to the machine. He doesn't touch it, but the red bulb next to the highest rating, uncontrollable, is lit up. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> yeah. Just by standing near it. All he had to do was walk by it. Daniel's so hot blooded. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's because he's from Jersey. They got moves there. Not, not anything like the moves they have here. Much better than that. Um, so <laughs> I'm just reciting what he says at the beginning of the movie. Sorry. Daniel uh, then spots Allie and Susan playing the Namco shootaway light rifle game. A uh, bit of trivia on that. It was made in 1984. So this is a new game they're playing. Uh, players use a rifle light gun rifle shaped light gun it says to fire at clay pigeons now the clay pigeons are just flying white dots on a projector screen you got to shoot at uh and uh you have two bullets and you and there are two pigeons flying around and you only have two bullets to hit them both Jeez. so quite the quarter waster <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, even, virtual clay pigeons aren't that much different from real clay pigeons, aren't they? Also, just white discs. I saw virtual clay pigeons open oh, yeah. for Jamiroquai. <laughs> uh, is that because the, they they they're good with virtual insanity, or? <laughs> yeah, that's probably where that came from. It wasn't as good as I thought it was. Uh, yeah, this is my. Part, part in my notes where I just wrote, I love the arcade. Let's talk about arcades. Like, what was your favorite arcade game? I uh, just saw a poll on a forum that I go on actually today um, oh yeah? asking people uh, how much money they think they've spent in the arcade over their lifetime. So, oh, oh, I don't want to know that number. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that many arcades around here, or there never has been. Well, there's none now, but when I was a kid, there was a few, but I hardly ever got to go because I was a little kid and I couldn't. <laughs> There weren't they weren't within walking distance, so I, I I'm gonna say less than a hundred dollars over my lifetime. Even though I went to the arcade a lot, like any time I could, I always went. Mm-hmm. Well, at, so you at only most, count an arcade, or do you count like you know the you know, games at the movie theater or at the pizza place? Well, or anywhere you sink quarters in, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'd say I easily dropped a hundred bucks at <laughs> at the Pizza Hut alone. Uh, had. Uh, Ninja Turtles 2, mm-hmm. the arcade game. Yeah, was that Turtles in Time? No, that was, that was 3. Oh, okay, that's the one I remember. No, oh, that was 4. 3 was the Manhattan Project. Two, But 2 was the, the first like arcade. Yeah. yeah, in the arcade, it was just called TMNT, the arcade game. Yeah, yeah there you go. That, uh, the X-Men yep. cabinet, yeah. the Simpsons cabinet for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, the, all the Konami beat em ups. Yeah. yeah, those three were like hallmarks. Mm-hmm. Well, have you yeah, guys gone to a, a barcade as an adult? Oh, yeah, I have yeah, actually. There's no. one here. So there is one here, but that doesn't cost money. As long as you buy a drink, it's all free play. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. I don't know. The one, yeah, the one I go to in Philly, you have to buy quarter, uh, coins or uh, tokens, I guess. My buddy Graham lives in San Francisco. And he frequents them a lot, but he was back home for a, for a little while. We went up to uh, one on in Nashville on Halloween night, and it was that's the only one I've ever been in. But it was it was awesome. 
was very cool. It was mostly pinball, but uh, some cabinets too. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. Uh, it's it's really funny, uh, Derek. We we basically had the same conversation like a week ago, and I was thinking to myself. Yeah, I'm I, like knowing that I was going to be asking you the same question <laughs> like a week later. I'm like, darn it. Um, but I'll just repeat what, what you heard uh, that, uh, you know, I played a lot of uh, the the Turtles game, the um, the oh, the Terminator one. That was another one. Yeah. Street uh, Fighter 2. Anybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved the the Phantom Menace pod racer game. Of course, that was like much later, but <laughs> <laughs> There were little uh, kids yelling at you for their turn. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I got a whole stack of quarters. Beat it. Get out of here. I'm bigger than you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I will say, you know, I, I miss arcades. I mean, I didn't actually have one in my town, but we, you know, whenever it'd be, I'd go to a mall, I'd end up in an arcade um, with friends and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's It sucks that it's... It's declined so much, you know. People got their Nintendos and their PS5s and whatnots, uh, <laughs> and they get on the Facebook. And I'm old. Yeah, uh, you're such an old dad. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a great time! I mean, of course, wasted a lot of money, but <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't call it wasting. I don't know. I mean, uh, what did I get out of it? I guess uh, uh, you know, a few minutes of an adrenaline rush, followed so by like the warm, tripling. the warm, fuzzy <laughs> memories you're experiencing right now. Yeah, there you go. I, I paid in advance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here in the arcade, we see uh, lots of arcade games that kind of bring me back. We see the, we see Pac-Man, we see Tron, Galaga, uh, the big pole position, like sit in cabinet. Uh, I see Centipede. Is there a Star Wars 3D anywhere? <laughs> I didn't see one there. No. That's uh, it was a great game. It's a great that website that that it goes into all the different uh, games you find. In, in the scene. Um, oh, I was but, trying to just see them with my eyes like a chump. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. No. <laughs> I actually, I was bringing it up in my HD copy, like analyzing it, but I did not catch Tron. Tron actually is way in the back, I believe, during the love tester part. And the side of the cabinet looks like it's been aged quite a bit. <laughs> like it's been through a lot. Like somebody like scratched it up. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay. Uh, what you said, yeah, that's strong. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, the the girls, uh, uh, Allie and Susan, are having a bunch of fun, and then Daniel jumps in front of their game and says, "Don't shoot!" And then Allie shows no mercy and shoots Daniel, and we go to credits. <laughs> I was not expecting her to be the Karate Kid. But uh, <laughs> she was the karate kid. All along. She was the shotgun kid. <laughs> Maybe the real karate kid or the friends we made along. Yeah, this is the first time I actually noticed that she actually shot him. Before, I just thought she yeah. like just put down the gun in disgust. But nope, you see the little light go off in his yeah, chest. First, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him, and then I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> and and then her friend is savage. Yes, uh, Daniel hunches over the game and says, "Don't leave me out wounded." And then Susan, who is just never a fan of Daniel. Uh, I mean, except for the fact when he bragged that he drove a Miyagi Turbo, uh, then kind of says, good, maybe you'll die. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, <laughs> rough. All right, so Daniel then 
not giving up, uh, walks over next to Allie, butting in front of Susan and Barbara. And uh, I will say, Allie is playing. Oh, did you guys notice what game she's playing? It's I, I, is it Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man? I think it's just Pac-Man. Neither. What? It's Super Pac-Man. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Well, well I'll just say Super Pac-Man, nope. official sequel to 1980s Pac-Man. Uh, it was also put out by Namco. I don't know if Namco sponsored this movie or they were just the games that were at, at the location. Um, so, however, uh, the U.S. already had a sequel to Pac-Man put out by Namco's American distributor Midway in 1982 called Ms. Pac-Man. Apparently, Ms. Pac-Man was uh, originally an enhancement uh, to Pac-Man they made called Crazy Otto. <laughs> But when Midway was tired of waiting for Namco to finish Super Pac-Man, they just went ahead and released an America Ms. Pac. They like used Crazy Auto and turned it into Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, so my question is, do you guys know the difference? Did you remember the difference between Pac-Man and Super Pac-Man? I, I don't think I remember Super Pac-Man even being a thing. No. <laughs> so. No. Nope. Uh, Derek, do you, do you know? No, I'm ready for a history lesson. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I will say, kids, Pac-Man <laughs> was a little yellow guy. <laughs> he loved eating white dots. He was haunted by ghosts. He was in a maze. But once he ate a power pellet, he could then eat the ghosts, too. So it was Okay, it's time to get Grandpa's medicine. He's talking to you. <laughs> Super Pac-Man uh, has you racing around a maze eating keys which opens sections of the maze so you could then eat the fruits inside. Once all the fruit stations are opened and cleared, then you could go to the next level. I remember this. You could still get power pellets to eat ghosts, but there are two super power pellets that you unlock with keys to turn you into Super Pac-Man. Isn't he in a cape or something? Or the logo has him in a cape or something? It might be in the logo. In, in the game itself, he he's doubles in size and, and speed, actually. And he is able to eat through doors without a key. He doesn't eat ghosts, but since he's Super, super Pac-Man, uh, he flies over the ghosts. Ah, yeah, of course. That's what you always do. <laughs> Super Pac-Man. Got a uh, kill screen coming up if anybody's interested. Kill screen. Kill screen. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> I do get that reference. So uh, that's your Super Pac-Man. Uh, well, that explains why the, I thought there were two Pac-Man games. So yeah, there's one. There's one right look, next to Shieldway. All I want to yeah. say is nobody has ever seen Pac-Man and Super Pac-Man in the same room at the same. Uh, that's a bad outfit. Uh, so <laughs> Daniel uh, leans over and tries to talk to Allie. And he says, I just wanted to apologize. And Allie's like, you apologize, fine. And Daniel says, I got my license. And she goes, whoop de doo <laughs> And Daniel says, what's with you? And the, and the minute ends. Hmm. <clears throat> we never find out. <laughs> we never find out what's their problem. Until next uh, time. Uh, now I'm going to go to... Uh, uh, and, and a, a rare thing, which is called our uh, feedback. Mm. We got some feedback from Andrew in Milwaukee. He writes, Allie's reaction when Daniel arrives at golf and stuff always baffled me. Prior to Daniel showing up as Allie 
Zali is playing a game. Their last meaningful interaction, despite not even talking, was at the country club when Daniel and the waiter collided, etc. He saw Johnny kiss Allie, but missed the slap. I always felt the anger, annoyance, indifference that Allie shows towards Daniel is unfounded. Why is she even mad in the first place? Daniel was clearly embarrassed, confused, and a little upset after the country club incident. And Allie is that mad at, at Daniel for the lack of contact and assuming the worst? For her to simply be so short and curt with him always struck me as unrealistic and unfounded. Would love your thoughts in the episode. Well, Andrew, <laughs> I actually have your answer, but what do you guys think? Is there a deleted scene or deleted context? See, I always kind of thought she was just fed up with the fight between Johnny and him. It wasn't so much being mad at Daniel as that she was just sick of being treated like an object kind of thing. Right. That's that's how I always saw it. Like I get what he's saying. Like it's kind of weird that the last thing, the last time they see each other is him on the ground and she, you know, slaps the crap out of Johnny. But but I also, it's been going on for now for however many months, two months or longer, mm-hmm. and it, it to me it was just kind of like I am tired of this crap. I'm tired <laughs> of being treated as an object between the two of you. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if Abelson, uh was thinking that in the final product like yeah this is it makes sense <laughs> yeah this was this was like the main reason why um so i initially just watched the clips like i said and this was a big reason that i wanted to go back and see the whole movie because i was very confused i was like <laughs> what happened what i don't remember some big fight they had and then i watched the whole movie and i was still like what <laughs> <laughs> well derek said it right there is a deleted scene <laughs> that i'm going to tell you about uh, it takes place the Monday at school after the quote-unquote spaghetti incident. <laughs> is, it, is it a film-deleted scene, or is it just in the script? It's in the script, and it's also you can find it in the rehearsal footage on YouTube. Hmm. You go it, So the it starts off, it's at the school, uh, and uh, the rehearsal footage starts on that Native Sons sign again. Uh, but someone's leaning against it and has a bandaged hand and the camera pulls back and we see it's actually Allie who hurt her hand hitting Johnny. Uh, she's chatting with Susan. Daniel walks by and Allie calls after him, but he ignores her. Uh, she catches up and she's like, I want to explain. Will you at least listen? And Daniel shoots her like this look of contempt and is like, and be lied to. And Allie says, you're rude. And Daniel says, how can you tell you live in a world of rude people? I just want all of you to leave me alone. And then he walks off. <laughs> so that's why Allie's so mad at him. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. How, <laughs> right. how does he how does he justify coming over and acting like none of that happened? Balance. Balance. Yeah. 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 He's, he, he starts right off. He says, I just wanted to apologize. Actually, he shut, starts off with, don't shoot. <laughs> so that's what he's apologizing for, not for yeah. sneaking into the country club. Yep. Which is what we think without that scene. Yeah, without that scene, I'm like, yeah, exactly. I was thinking like, oh, she's mad because he just assumed the worst. He, he, he broke, he went in there to look for her rather than just being patient and waiting for her. Uh, you know, it seemed like a little bit too overdramatic, but uh, all right. Well, uh, that's really all I have for this minute. Did you guys have any other notes for this minute? No. Uh, Anyone? No. Anyone? Uh, no. You you enlightened me. <laughs> I have <Thank> learned. 
All right. Well, uh, we have one more question for our Friday uh, show, and uh, and it's just basically talking about anything spoiler you want. Uh, any anything about the sequels, uh, the remake, the 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 Cobra Kai, uh, any, anything you know, what it's like uh, uh, living in the modern day when all these fancy machines are, are all around you, and all you want to do is get back to the old days. Uh, you know, when things are simpler. And uh, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Was trailing off for a second. No, there. Grandpa. Grandpa, <laughs> it is Madison. Uh, I, I honestly can say I've never seen the remake. Oh, okay. I didn't. And in 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 watching Cobra Kai, I guess Will Smith has the rights to yeah. the Karate Kid somehow, or because he's always listed as an EP. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that has something to do with that film. One would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but never seen it. Uh, I said on Monday's episode, uh, far more familiar than two than I ever was with one. I think one's just kind of etched into my memory, but I've seen two way more times. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember three. Um, I, I, I could tell you everything that happens in three. I don't, not a big fan of three. Um, but for whatever reason, I remember four really well. I, I, I saw four in theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any of the other ones in theaters, but I saw four uh, in theaters. And it's three. Three was in 89, wasn't it? So, I mean, you've, yeah. got, and you've got Indie, you've got Karate Kid 3. I mean, that was a big year. That was like the year for movies mm-hmm. in the 85 and 89. Um, I don't know. 84 is pretty great. <laughs> but I uh, always thought I, that's the best year. I, well, I was born in 85, so you got to give me Fletch and Back to the Future and all those. Um oh, I absolutely, I don't, I don't know if it's nostalgia or just just sheer just uh, dumb fun or not, but I, I love Cobra Kai. I do. I have not started season three. Um, I was excited about it back when they first announced it and have just really enjoyed. And, and now going back and, and re-watching uh, to get myself re-caught back up, re-caught back up for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's been fun revisiting these characters and it's also kind of that lesson of like nostalgia is bad for you or too much of it is bad for you because that's mm-hmm. kind of the underlying message of all three seasons of the show it's like it's been 30 years let it go <laughs> yeah. uh, don't hold on to the past so much but um no I've, I've it's 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 kind of weird how it it took a very simple premise from the first movie and has expounded upon it so well um for a series that that now gets to live on Netflix instead of YouTube Red. Yeah, it's funny. I've always been kind of mad at Will Smith, being like, "Oh, you just made a movie for your son and just called it the same name as the original." And oh, nothing irritates me more than that. And then I start seeing his names in the credits for Cobra Kai. I'm like, "All right, he's 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 he's, he's made up for it, I guess." <laughs> Whereas everybody's talking about Cobra Kai, like the remake of Karate Kid is pretty much erased uh, from memory. Which season of Cobra Kai will? Uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie <laughs> Champion. <laughs> After uh, Hillary Swank, Hillary, Hillary gets first. Hillary's yeah. got to get here. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jeff, did you? Uh, have yeah, anything? Uh, I, very similar, Derek. Except like, uh, yeah, two. I'm realizing watching uh, or listening to the show that two. I know a lot more. And watching Cobra Kai because. They do such a good job of, of weaving in references and things and 
uh, having it come across as like, well, these are just, you know, the memories that these people have, but, um, and I've never seen three. All I know of three so far is what I've gleaned from references in Cobra Kai mm-hmm. and things that I've talked to you about. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna, well, I don't know if excited is the right word, but <laughs> I will be, <laughs> when you guys get to three on the show, I'm going to, um, I'm going to watch it like a minute at a time or three, whatever, how many minutes you do a week. <laughs> That's, three minutes, at, three minutes at a time. That's over yeah, minute. yeah. I do that with a lot of uh, these movie by minute shows. Uh, yeah. Either movies I've seen before, or sometimes movies I haven't seen. I'll, on the weekend, I'll watch you know the week, the minutes for the week ahead, and then listen to the show. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like you watching Cobra Kai season three with Cobra <laughs> Kai. Taking my time. Karate Kid three. Yeah. I th- I think Cobra or uh, Karate Kid three really fits into the universe of Cobra Kai. Like it's the same. <laughs> like ridiculous it's almost like an anime you know <laughs> kind of <laughs> thing um it's not the real world at all it, it, like if you're okay with cobra kai's world you should be okay with karate kid 3's world and its characters it's just not as funny as cobra kai so it doesn't have that but it's it's over the top so it's co- kind of a so bad it's good kind of thing so that, i guess that's funny but it wasn't trying to be funny but you know yeah, we need some a guy cackling over cigar in in a hot tub, you know. <laughs> oh, like a, like a, Harry the best. Oh god, I can't wait. I really, I honestly can't wait. I, I mean, I guess we'll have to get through two. But two, I love. I, I like two. I love. Two, I love. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure somewhere in our house we had we had the drum. Oh, nice. Yeah, I used to play with that as a kid. All right, dudes. I got to roll of quarters for my mom. You guys want to head to the arcade after this? Sure. See All where right. scores on the love tester. <laughs> yeah. Blah. Yeah, yeah, blah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Derek, Jeff, appreciate you coming by. Thanks for uh, having us. Great. Thanks. thanks again. This was a lot of fun. Woo-hoo. You guys want to plug anything uh, on this day? <laughs> Listen to the Karate Kid minute. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Aren't they listening? Keep listening. Go back. Listen Don't again. ask a lot of questions. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week when uh, Daniel fulfills his birthday wish and swallows Allie whole. And until next time. What? Dear God. This school sucks, man. Hey, I give up. Don't shoot. <laughs>